Hello and welcome to another Kangaroo English Daily Digest podcast. My name is Christian and today is Wednesday. Definitely the best day of the week. Um, today I'm going to be focusing solely on answering one question, which is a question that I receive emails and messages about every single day. And the question is, I want to learn English. What should I do? How should I study? Where, where do I start? And so I want to answer that question as, as best as I can. And so I'm going to take you on a little journey through <laughs> through through space and time and um i need to start by talking about african elephants so it turns out very surprisingly that african elephants are actually terrified of honeybees and if if an african elephant encounters a, a hive of bees they run <laughs> and i think it's a i think it's a great example of of something so huge and powerful being scared by something so tiny and seemingly something so impotent but but yeah african elephants are are terrified of honeybees and so if they do come across honeybees they run but they also emit this low rumbling sound like this And that sound is a warning to all of the other elephants that there are bees in the area and they need to run. So the researchers discovered that if they play this, this specific sound to groups of elephants, the elephants run away. And someone on, on the internet, they, they read this research and they published this question on an internet forum. They said... Why don't humans have a specific noise that means there are bees here, let's leave immediately? Why are elephants more advanced than us? <laughs> and it's actually on the surface, it seems like a reasonable question. How, how cool and interesting that African elephants have this really specific sound for this really specific thing. And then someone replied, they said, we do have a specific noise. It sounds like this. There are bees here. Let's leave immediately. <laughs> Which is actually the correct answer. And it's actually a perfect answer. And it shows how much we underestimate and undervalue the language that we have that is inside all of us, the language that we have as a tool. And so that brings me on to, on to the core idea of what I'm talking about today, which is that language has a value that we attach to it as a society, as people. So I want to just read again from this, this awesome book that I have which was published in 1939, called How to Write, Think, and Speak Correctly. Um, so this, this book contains 
knowledge from 80 years ago. And, and I want to read. It says, um, language indeed is the best instrument for intelligible communication that we possess. Language is the ordinary medium for the interchange of thoughts between one person and another. And the speaker or the writer's object is not fully attained until the person has heard or read and understood what he wanted to say. And it's a really important point. And in the book, they, he, the author goes on to, to make the analogy between language with words and money. So if you think about it, money, like you know, a $5 note or a one euro coin, it only has value that we attach to it as a society. You know, a one euro coin is just a piece of metal. A $5 note is just a piece of paper. The value is what we have given it as, as a group of people. It's the value that we have decided upon together. Money has no intrinsic value. And it's exactly the same with words. Words only have power and meaning that we give to them as a society. And as you know, some words have great power to, to hurt, to, to create love, to start wars. Word, words are extremely powerful, but they only have the power that we give to them. And this brings us back again to the central point of language, which is that language is all about a social construct. Language is about people. It's about humans. And without those things, language is meaningless, totally meaningless. And so I want to talk about, well, I want to give you an example. Um, a lot of students make the mistake of learning language by going to the bookshop and buying a workbook. And then they they sit in the workbook and for them, that is language learning. That is probably the first step for 90% of language learners, get a workbook. But when you do that, what you are doing is you are hiding behind the aegis of language as an academic subject. You're hiding behind studying language. And aegis is today's word of the day. It's spelled A-E-G-I-S, but it's pronounced aegis. And it comes to English from Greek, and in Greek it actually means goatskin. And aegis in English means a shield or a protection. And it means that because the ancient Greeks used aegis, used goatskins to create protective clothing and also to make shields. So when you're in the workbook, you think that you're doing the hard work, right? Because it's kind of a typical mentality, you know, sitting down, memorizing stuff, regurgitating stuff for an exam. That is the mentality of, of learning. But actually, what you're doing is you're hiding behind 
rules. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. If you think that memorizing 10,000 words is difficult, if you think that memorizing the structure of the third conditional is difficult, well, try entering into a conversation in a noisy environment with unpredictable changes of topic, with an accent that maybe you're not used to. That is an order of magnitude more difficult than sitting alone with your workbook. And the other problem with sitting alone with your workbook is that it takes away the most important thing about language, which is the social aspect. So I have this paper here from, um, from 2016 called Infant's Reliance on Social Criterion for Establishing Word-Object Relations. So what they did was they gave children, so they're little babies, they're between 15 and 20 months old, they gave them a toy. And so the children sat with the toy, they were holding the toy, and then they had a person, a researcher, would sit with the child and also would touch the toy and look at the toy and make eye contact with the child and they would tell them the name of the toy. They would say, for example, this toy is a bear or a princess or a tractor. And then they had another group of children who would sit holding the toy, playing with the toy. The difference was instead of a researcher sitting with them and also touching the toy and playing with the toy and telling them the word for the toy, they would play the name of the toy over a loudspeaker. So the child would be sitting alone with the toy, the same amount of contact, and the, 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 the word, the name of the toy would be played, like princess, <laughs> tractor. But there was no other human in front of the child. And you can guess what happened, right? Your intuition, you know this, the common sense tells you this, that the children who sat with another person, who played with the toy with them, they learnt the name of the toy. They learnt that piece of vocabulary. And the kids that were alone, but they had the same contact with the toy, they didn't learn it. And it's scientific evidence of the power of social interaction in learning. And it's evidence of how ineffective it can be to sit alone on Anki or whatever flashcard program you use or with your list of rules from your workbook sitting alone, just like those children alone with their toys, it's just not effective. And I, I want to talk about another paper. So I was reading this paper called The Pervasive Role of Pragmatics in Early Language. And it talks a lot about how children learn and about how, how pragmatics, that is how the specific use of language in in specific situations, how important it is when, when people are learning a language to introduce a social aspect. And this is what they say. We argue that throughout language development, social communication is the central 
organizing principle of language use. Language learning occurs in the context of use. Communication is central to learning as well. Put another way, language learning is just language use with a higher degree of uncertainty about the language itself. I hope that you can just take a moment to to appreciate those words. Language learning is language use. That's why my my motto is to stop studying and start communicating because language is not an academic subject. It's not a solo activity to sit and do. Language without the social aspect is not language. And so how do you learn English? You put it to use. You don't study it. You do things with it. You have conversations. You write love letters. You argue with people in the YouTube comment section. You make a phone call. You watch a television program. You use language to do things. And you don't hide behind the aegis of language as an academic subject. So now you know what you have to do before you send me an email asking me about how to learn language. Just spend 12 months using it and see what happens. I hope you enjoyed today's Daily Digest. If you enjoy this podcast and you would like to support it, then you can become my patron on Patreon. You'll find a link for that and also links to my YouTube channel and Instagram and Facebook and much more on my website at kangarooenglish.com. I'm Christian, this is Kangaroo English, and I'll see you in class. It's time to stop studying.